All right, back here on the sports grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Urban spinning the one and twos today. 1-800-707-9760. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting, excuse me, from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zing. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail. That is Zing Zing. Make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks. They come in different flavors. Or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zing, official sponsor of the Sports Cry. 1-800-707-9760. All right. So um, before we transition back to the National Football League, uh, we'll go to the phones here. Uh, let's go to Fabian. Fabian, you're on the sports grind here on Ticket 760 and 1300 Zone in Fox South Central Waco, Texas. What's going on? Hello, Kevin. Thank you for taking my call. I've been listening to you since you were on Saturday. Uh, I usually don't call because we always have great callers, but the reason I'm calling today is uh, pertaining to uh, Aaron Rodgers, what he said about using natural grass. Um, here uh, in San Antonio, you know, they, a lot of people know that the Mexican League and the, and the Mexican National League, they won't play nowhere unless they have natural grass. And when Ed Garza was trying to promote soccer and bringing in the national team here when the United States played Mexico, Mexico, when they got here, they checked the grass and it wasn't um, the turf that they wanted, so they refused to play. So they ended up practicing at Trinity University while they were changing the grass. And I'm thinking, if the Mexican League who does less revenue than the NFL, how come they NFL won't do the same? Because I remember I'm, I'm a Niners fan. And I remember a few years ago, one season the Niners were playing the Jets and the Giants in New York, and Mozart got hurt out for the year, and then the following year. They ended up having to play the Giants, and that's when uh, Bosa got his ligaments uh, torn up in that same field. They ended up losing several fields. And, and uh, it's about time somebody um, talked and said, said a word about having these players play on natural grass. You look at the Cardinals and the Niners. They play on natural grass. You know, if they can do that, how come the other teams can't? And that's uh, what I got. To, all I got to say. Thank you for taking my call again, Calvin. Have a good day. All right, thank you, Fabian. Good phone call. Thanks for rocking with me since Saturday. It was a long time ago. Um, yeah, I can imagine I'll do Saturdays now. But that, yeah, that was long. I appreciate that, Fabian. But look, well, look at the breakdown on the graph. Look at the kind of audience we got. Okay? Give you a breakdown. Now, look, now, first of all, uh, good phone call, but um, let's not undersell the Mexican soccer league. Like, no, they're not billions like NFL, but they that ain't no Sunday beer league. Okay, let me trust you. I know guys that played in Sunday soccer beer leagues. That ain't that. But I get Fabian's point. But again, you're talking about the best athletes in the world. Soccer player. Okay. And the way they're treated, it's a global game. And also that brings me up, Fabian, look. Because I've seen it on Twitter and I understand. There's been a peep about the World Cup. Okay. Getting ready to get this thing going as we go, because I've been doing a little research, put my ears to the ground, because I'm telling you, and, and trust me, I just I don't want to be nauseum because I've hit this take over and over. But trust me, next week we will be visiting. I will be visiting my um, annual every four years. OK, messy take. This is it, man. This this is the one. And I'm here. This is a good I think you got to go back to the. Was it the 2018 Cup? What World Cup was that? What was this? 24. We had 20. 
20, whatever the last World Cup. One of these, one of his first, he had a good, this Argentina team he's coming in with this year, this is one of his better ones. Okay, it's lining up for him because at the end of the day, this was it. But I will be talking about the thing, and, this, this, and I'm hearing this Brazil team that's coming, their defense is out of the world. This is a stellar defense. See, y'all think I ain't paying just what's coming around. I'm capping that stuff too here pretty soon. But back to Fabian's phone call. Look, it is going to – when you got guys like – look, I, I would not – Aaron Rodgers is not a good character guy in my opinion. I give him hell because he raised hell, so I'm giving it back to him. But when you get guys like Aaron Rodgers speak up about that this is a money situation and it should be fixed, and I do recall those games that he's talking about in MetLife Stadium with the Giants. I mean, a lot of – I don't think all these injuries – because I think a lot of it has to do with what I talked about in September. You know, the guys in the CBA, they wanted less time. They don't want two-a-days no more. They don't want to report in the offseason so early. A lot of this, I believe, with football, these injuries, the football is a type of sport, like, you can't play it. You're, there's a reason why it's only 17 weeks of games or so, because you couldn't play 20 schedule. 20 guys would die. You couldn't just put your body through that. But I think when you football is a sport that if you don't have it year round, meaning like more activity with the team, more things that relate a football, sometimes the body and everything else is just the way it is. But that contributes to it. But this field situation with the injuries, it definitely plays a factor. And I believe it's all follows and points to the money. That's all it has to do. We're talking about a multi-billion dollar industry. Now, since before we move on, because there's some other NFL news I want to get to, but Fabian brought this up in regards to the players he talks about and these players need that. You had an when we were talking about this on air, off air, and I was like, yeah, I want you to shut that out of a hot mic because you put that out to the people around the state of Texas and you let them know that's how you feel, which I agree, but you talked about the own the relationship between the owners and the players in regards to the amount of money that these players are now acquiring and the decisions that they got to make in free agency and what was kind of your point yeah uh so locally a couple years back i worked with a minor league football team here in the area and i watched them roll out in a rodeo arena Essentially artificial grass that you could just get to make your living room look like it's a football field. Rolled that out on a compacted rodeo floor. So they take the dirt to fill in all the spots, press it down. And when you're pressing that down, you're taking away any give that that dirt already had. And then just seemingly, I I don't need, I'm... Did not see any cushioning underneath this artificial grass. And you just laid it out there. And I watched these guys go put their bodies out there for $350 a win. Okay? So when you take that and and and, and the, what they're doing for their opportunity to get the call at the next le- at any next level. I mean, hell, we got the, the XFL coming through town now. And that's a level above what I was working with. So we're talking NFL, multi-millions of dollars. Is the passion... The love of the game still there for some of these athletes because it feels like the gar- the push for the guaranteed money, and I understand. The, this, this is the closest thing that we might see outside of like the octagon to gladiator sports. Uh, is the love for the game still there? Or are these guys, is, is the NFL becoming a quick, a get-rich-quick scheme? And... 
it's all we need the ownership to do this. We need the ownership to do this. The league's not doing this. The, the league's not doing this. And you t- and 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 at every turn, these owners who do have a bottom line, and I understand the money is getting ridiculous in professional sports, especially in the NFL, and what the owners return from ticket prices and the TV deals and concessions. But at some point, there's got to be some give and take from the athletes to say, hey, we want, because we're going to have this whole push for, for getting real grass, and then we come to this, this offseason, and it's going to be guys, they, don't, they could care less about what turf they're playing on in L.A. They're going to sign with the L.A. Rams and sign on for playing eight home games there over the course of a schedule. Is, is the love for the game still there to go out and put your body through the, the, the tough, brutal sport that football is, that they make these massive contracts to, to perform, to play in? Is the love of the game even still there anymore when you got guys wanting to play spring football and willing to put them and tackle each other and be tackled on a compact dirt floor? Look, <clears throat> there's yeah, there's a reason I wanted you to share that with everybody. It, look, I don't really think it's necessarily question that love of the game. It's and I told you this ever since that last nearly work stoppage that we had, that near lockout where DeMarie Smith really put his name on the map, you know, through that whole negotiations through the media, when he's showing up with his pimp juice hat on, okay. All D. Marie Smith was talking about, bro, we want full transparency. And that was the time that the whole world really found out and their players how much the NFL was really making. I remember that when that report came out, oh, they're at probably 10 billion a year for it. What? But ever since that report came out, players have changed their mindset. Future, like at that time, players that were in college, middle school at the time when that lockout was going on, that are now in the NFL, that was playing middle school, high school football, that's now in the National Football League. Everybody's mentality changed where it's like, we don't have any sympathy for the owners. Look at how much money that we're making. We don't have guaranteed contract. Go fix that or make us feel. It comes down to when the NFL, look, when them, when them multi-billion dollar lawsuits were hitting their ass, with concussions and CT, when the old school players from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s was knocking on the door saying, hey, mine ain't got insurance. I can't get this. The NFL has done a 180 about safety, safety, player safety, safety, safety. We got a spotter in the upper deck. We got this. Tua gets pretty much, you know, has a convulsion on the field that we ain't never seen before. And all of a sudden, hey, man, let's look at the fight. They've responded so much to everything about player safety. You cannot push this to the side and say there's no credit to this just to save a dollar. The NFL is not going to starve if they get a contract with a grass field maintenance. I'm not talking about whoever's going to install it. Well, you, but I'm talking about hiring a full company. There's a lot of them out there would do it. Hire a full company that They've got divisions in all these different cities and states that the NFL reside in, that teams are in. And they're monitoring these fields and conditioning them throughout the year. They still going to make buku money. They could do that. But I think it's to the point where Fabius, it's finally got, getting ready. It's being talked about. It, it has to be more out there because they can't deny there's a contribute to that. And that's part of a safe environment that you're putting these players to pay on. And the owners got to look at them. They're in their investments. A lot of these guys have gotten paid for guaranteed money for services that ain't been rendered yet. 
when uh, I want to look at, again at the teams, the the money, the, the the owners that have the money that don't have the turf, the ones that in this whole conversation then need to be held accountable. There are five teams playing on three fields that currently have artificial turf. That's SoFi Stadium with the Chargers yeah. and the Rams. Kroenke wants to keep that deal to himself, to be able to, to manage who he has, do his turf, who he has, do his grass. Why would, why, would he want, why would he give up the opportunity to just have a league sanction? Because if he wanted it, they could get that done. Because Kroenke, where he sits in the NFL ladder of, of power, Jerry Jones... At AT&T, if he wanted to have a deal done with what with a league-wide standard on field on, on on grass fields done across the NFL, that's a man who could get it done. Looking at New York, two of the biggest franchises, two historic franchises, playing in New Jersey on artificial turf. Then just go look look across the way to Robert Kraft. I'm going to add him in on this. And he's got the money. He's got the championships. He has the power and the authority. Why would he give up the opportunity to have have his own deal with a grass company? If they wanted to roll this out with the NFL league-wide, they could have already done it. Because this is the situation. The teams you mentioned of, these guys that got money, why why would they give up? Because it's the betterment of the safety of the players. And it's an investment. Because this is the thing. You having been able to go and negotiate your own shoe company deal, like what Jerry fought for with Nike when the whole NFL was still with Reebok at the time, whatever, and he fought for Nike and had Phil Knight on the Monday night football on the sideline, you know, pretty much high stepping it in in front of, uh, you know, Taglaboo's face at the time. When you want to go out and do your own deal with your regional, local, you know, sponsor, whatever. H-E-B, that's fine. But when we're talking about the players of the safety, it comes down to like, hey, this is one that we're going to collectively that we can't capitalize on and flip because, hey, man, this lawn service is going to hook us up. As a matter of fact, they're going to sign a seven, eight-figure deal with us to advertise with us and put our – when it comes to the player's safety, man, because the truth of the matter is – you, what the owners got to realize, this is already a brutal sport. Like you said, the closest thing we've got to a gladiator sport as there is. There's injuries going to happen anyway. You've got to try to eliminate. That's what it's about that, hey, don't hit the quarterback low. If you land by the lead, that's 15 yards. We're calling it. What are you talking about? Don't hit the quarterback. Because it's all about how do we eliminate and have our star players and quality players on the field. You're going to have – we could play all natural grass, and there's still going to be ACL injuries. But my point is, Joan, hold on. But my point is this. It comes down to the fact that, look, you've got to keep your players because, honestly, man, we're in week – we're going to week 11. In the NFL, you know, people want to talk about what well, band that this game, they're going to put this team sucks. We got to watch this. You know why some of these games are hard to watch and some of a bad football because you're playing with second and third string practice guys on a lot of these teams. So therefore, going all natural grass is not going to cut down the IR over 70%. I'm not saying that. But why would you want to cut corners and save money when basically it's about the product you put on your field for your fans? You can't cut every, there's a lot of people, you know, basically, you know, you can't cut corners on everything in life. You can't always look for a bargain in everything. I get that. And it's the wealthy owners, uh, the the wealthiest owners, the 1% of the 1% in the NFL that are the ones that are have elected not to. 
have real grass because they're so yeah go ahead so don't tell me like that that Kroenke doesn't want to keep Cooper Cup on on the field and, well, he, I'm go, get and, and, he, and he goes down but don't tell me that 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 Jerry Jones doesn't want to keep Zeke out there on the field with his hamstring don't tell me because because they have the opportunity and this is where it's it's a, it's a split of power and at the raw base level of sport these athletes, when they when they have owners or governors or what you know, governors in the NBA, owners everywhere else, the athletes themselves aren't much different than the racehorse running around the track. So these brothers are just horses. Is that what you're talking? I'm not saying the brothers I, 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 are just I, horses. There are about seventy percent of that link. I know. You, 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 hard you have you have multiracial leagues in all these sports. Okay, but an athlete, regardless. When you work, when you play for an owner, the athlete, regardless, is being paid to go out and perform. The, the, the horse doesn't get to choose what the course of the what, what the quality of the track it is. Oh it has it gets to run on. Goodness, this guy, Peter. At some I mean, at some point, at some point, there's got to be. If the owners don't want to pr- produce a better football field, if they don't, if they don't want to, if they don't want to pr- create good conditions. Then don't play the sport. You think an owner or a GM, and we're going to move on from this because I didn't think I was going to spend this much time on it, but Aaron spoke about it. I just feel like it's. I've heard this a lot. Players been tweeting for the last few weeks every time there's an injury, so it's coming, and I've talked about this off and on for years. But I want to move on from this, but I will say this. Do you listen to everything you said? Do you think an owner or a general manager want an outsider – Telling their team doctor that a guy needs to sit another two weeks or he can't go back in the game. But you know what they gave in? Because evidence and studies showed concussions of what's going on. And we got billions of dollars of lawsuits against us. That said, hey, all y'all shut up. Any given Sunday was real. The doctor that played in any given Sunday, there's a guy like that in the 90s, 80s, that pretty much on 80% of the staffs in the league. Do you think they wanted to give that control of? No, but there was evidence. And what I'm trying to tell you, there's evidence to show this artificial stuff is playing a part to some of these knee injuries. That's just the thing, man. That's all I'm just saying. But speaking of Cup, I definitely I have my thoughts about his situation and his injury when we get back. Also, I've got a question. we got Mike on hold. We'll get to his phone call. I've got a question for the Dallas Cowboy Nation as well, too. I've got a question about a particular player on their team I want to ask. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Irvin spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. 
official sponsor of the Sports Crowd. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Professionalism, respect, accountability, and communication. These are the values at Tiger Sanitation, serving the needs of the greater San Antonio area. From residential to commercial waste and recycling services, Tiger Sanitation works hard to keep the communities they serve safe and clean. After all, as a local family-owned business, their families live, shop, and play here too. For more, visit TigerSanitation.com. Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official Sponsor of the sports crime. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Urban spinning the one and twos. Today's show was presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose. We have been broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. Whether you're watching the game or soaking up last rays of the summer sun, which is none left because now we go ahead and get darker early and it's been chilly for the most part this weeks. But Specs has you covered. And also, if you want same-day delivery or you're just looking at the new releases, seasonal releases that could be coming out you can always go online and order for same day delivery all you have to do is go to specsonline.com specs official sponsor of the sports grind specs the fun starts here and official partner of your dallas cowboys speaking of the dallas cowboys before we get to mike's phone call i've got a question that i wanted to talk to dallas nation about and i meant to ask this yesterday but we were off um we know they're coming off of a loss against the Packers blowing a two touchdown lead and majority of the pitchforks are coming for Dak Prescott. The question I have for Dallas nation, what, and you can tweet Jonas at this, you tweet me at it, or you can leave it on Facebook live. We're at week 11 to this point of the season, just this season, not last year or whatever, to the point of the season, I would say on an old school grading system, A, B, C, D, or F, what is the grade that Dallas Nation gives C.D. Lamb? And the reason why I'm asking that is because I believe, okay, for whatever reason, C.D. Lamb gets a pass from Dallas Cowboy Nation. 
If we look at the last, because and not only that, CD he didn't cooled off of late, really this season. I mean, he started off early on a few couple weeks, but he's cooled off. Now, there's factors into that. There's factors because you don't have anybody else on the field that is really threatening anybody. They can put more, you know, emphasis on CD. There's all factors of that. I mean, I think CD's a hell of a talent. But the truth of the matter is he's cooled off. If you look at the last, now I don't, you know, that's way back. I mean, other than off the field stuff, you know, Michael Irvin, I'm going to leave him out of the conversation for this. But let's talk about the last guy that wore 88 before C.D. Lamb, Des Bryant. Man, I remember after losses, if Des dropped the football, I remember I used to be critical of his route running. Des would take it from Dallas Cowboy Nation. And I really started thinking about this because if you know football and you and you don't have to know X's and O's and Mike linebackers and all that, I, I don't even know all that. But if you know something about football, then you would be able to see on that Green Bay game that that interception, one of those interceptions that was straight up on C.D. Lamb, basic wide receiver quarterback route, sitting down one on one, and he kept running up. That right there is stuff like if that was Dez, Dallas Nation would be killing with him. But it's in and I'm not trying to deflect anything from that because I already knew what it was going to be about, especially with the money coming into this season. And I told you, this is going to be the year where Cowboy Phil, hey, well, you know, the whole Tony Romo and Dak, who's done more with less, whatever. So I get the criticism. I'm not trying to defend him to this. I'm just asking straight up, man, CD gets a pass. He really does. He dropped balls as well, too, just like Dez. I don't really know how much his – I haven't really paid attention to his route running like I did Dez, but I'm thinking, like, he's just fast. He's faster than Dez was. But really, what is the grade for CeeDee Lamb from Dallas Nation? Because there is no criticism that I see. I'm, I'm not really on social media that much, but I, there's no criticism that I hear from even the media or people that cover the team or even fans about CeeDee Lamb. And they killed and rode Dez Bryant for this for certain things like that like if that was Dez that would have done that in that first interception the narrative come money to man Dez is just not a smart player how could you not know that this is a guy that blah blah blah, blah. you don't hear you hear it's quiet you don't hear anything negativity coming toward lamb what do you got do you think that could be because of who the quarterback is the love they have a nickname for tony romo fans could it be because of the fact that it couldn't be Tony Romo's fault or problem before? So if it's if, if there's an issue on a pass play, then it's got to be on Dez. But we know that just recently over the last two seasons, uh, Cowboy Nation was galvanized uh, by Dak Prescott. Is he the guy starting back as to whether do you give do you give him the money or not? Then he gets injured. Then now then he's injured again this year, missing time. And it's a little bit, and, and it's and it's because the fan base has already decided that the problem is Dak Prescott, and there was a reluctance to say that the problem was Tony Romo. Could it be that simple? There could be something to that, Jonas. I mean, definitely you had your Romo fanatics. You know, um, there's. I just think it comes down to in the society where we're at in the culture, especially sports, 
it comes down, you hear my phone on because there's two Dallas fans that I know. I guess it listed today, my boy Edgar, he texts, you know, and this is a guy that I went to battle with. This is a guy that was outrate of giving Dak Prescott that money. Okay. But, you know, he's paraphrased. He said he'd give him a B negative at best because he's just basically a feces route runner, too. Speaking of CD Lamb, I got to pay attention to C's route runner. But my thing is like, that's why I wanted to ask this question, man. Because I, I mean, we talked to RJ, you know, last week. And, and you know, I, I, I hear the media when we come out because it's always a story national when Dallas lose, especially at Green Bay. But I'm like, damn, man, like, where is the criticism Dez used to get? Why is CD like, I understand he had a good rookie year. You know, he, you know, he had a, he jumped on the scene. I get it. Everybody was electric when they drafted him out of Oklahoma, but damn man, like that was a plain as day. You know, he messed up on that route. And look, like I said, the, the, the interception Dak threw in the inter I'm not, that's on Dak. The one that he threw in the red zone, man, that that's on him. But that one route, but see, the thing is, it don't matter the most doubt. Cause like, Hey man, Cooper didn't do that. The time that Dez, I mean, the time that CD did sit down, Cooper was smart enough to throw it out of bounds. Whatever. It's just, you got that section. But I was just wondering. So we've got one. So I, I've got a text message from two down. One set of B minus a B negative at best. And then um, my other guy saying that, see, uh, <laughs> oh, the shout out to he takes a Jackson F for what it, look, man, I just want to know. I can't, like I said, I know Michael Irvin took a lot. His criticism was more of what he was off the field. Okay, that sugar book. Dez got killed from his intellect, from being not that smart. Hell, he came in the game with asking, and his, his convoy was a mama prostitute. Dez, your mom work on Cherry Street, man? What? Hey, man, just asking. Want to see if you can punch me out. Because of that, we know we can't draft you. You can't control your emotions. Dez went through all of it. And I was a critic uh, of him. You know. Um, yeah, man. I, I, I'm going to pay attention. I mean, the, the route running, I have to really pay attention to De I mean, to CDs. Um, Dez's was awful, though. De Dez was just like, he. you know, I know old Unk. Old Shannon Sharp. Greatest tight end of all time. I know he said it, but he always talks about the route tree. And I remember like Dez can't run the whole route tree. He never did. So um, that's all I ask. But we've got a few grades coming in. That's the thing. And we'll see. Uh, let's, let's monitor that the second half of the season to see like, okay, because CD's been quiet, man. He really has. And again, it has nothing to do about he was overrated or the leagues figured out. It just has like, where the hell? And what's up with Gallup? Is he hurt that I don't know about or something? I mean, he's out there. I mean, he's suiting up. He ain't back on IR unless I'm mistaken or something. Why are they not doing anything to get him more involved? Like Gallup should be like, if Gallup was on any other team that was offensive or pass happy as much as Dallas and Calamore can be when Dak's starting, Gallup would easily should be a number two plain as day. I don't think Gallup's a true one, even though in his mind he thinks that. They've done nothing to try to get Gallup going. Nothing. I think that goes back to your to your guy Kellen Moore. Um, for Dallas fans driving around that uh, don't have the time to t you know, pull over and look at mm -hmm. it right now, before you give CD his grade, let's look at the homework he's turned in. Okay, over the last three years, CD is already at five touchdowns this season. His career high was last year, a Pro Bowl year, six touchdowns, eleven hundred yards, and he caught sixty-five uh, percent of his catches. 
Catch percentage is down this year. Yards per game has gone up 10 yards each season. So he's gone from 58 as a rookie to 78 now. But you focus. I remember, the question was for this season. I don't care. I want to know right. in 2022, uh, deuce, 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 I want to know where are we giving him a grade for what he's put on the field this year. Yes. And so when, when, you, so, so when you look at the homework he's turned in this year, all right, he's coming off of a two-touchdown game. So that boosts his stats big time. He scored three touchdowns in the last two weeks then because he had the one against Chicago. This last week was also his first game above 100 yards, 100 yards or more receiving, which you could look at that as him or you could look at that, that as the offense. Then why am I getting – why is my first two sets coming in from negative grades on CD? Because uh, to be honest with you, I wouldn't even know that he scored three touchdowns. That's how quiet I feel like he's been. Are those impactful touchdowns? Or are we talking about the shootout, whatever the hell that was with the Chicago Bears a few weeks ago? Or I mean, you know – And I feel that's why you look at the lethargic – Low power. You've already t- you talked all season about just how this offense looks like it doesn't have enough. Even with forgiving Cooper being out there, just didn't look like it had enough. A B minus isn't a negative grade. That's just, I, I feel like that's a, uh, that's a pretty positive grade on CD given the state of the Dallas Cowboys offense through this year. The the F was on Dak Prescott, not on CD. Yeah. So when you look at the overall performance, I think that CD's having. An okay year, this being his first time as the guy, right? The number one. And you have you do have to take, I think, up to this point, with a grain of salt, the fact of Cooper Rush being in there for so long. But then also how he's how he's bounced back the last couple of weeks. And that's why why I wanted to look at his overall stats is because he's actually on par to break what he to, to do outdo or outperform. His last year's Pro Bowl season, but, and he's uh, doing better than his rookie year. An F for Dak, though. I think it's a Dak hatred. F. That'd be, you know what? Like that'd be one that I'm the parent. I gotta have a parent conference. You know, we're in that time where you know your ass, you bring in bad grades, you get your ass beat back in the day coming to mind, which I didn't. I was poor. Mine, I just can't have bad conduct. My mom rests her soul. I wish she was more hard on me than grades than it was conduct. But at the end of the day, I would have to call a parent conference if you give. If I was Dak's parents and you gave him an F right now, I'd have to be one of these new millennial parents. Like, what are you doing, my child? What are you? This is your fault. Are you teaching right? Instead of just the vice versa, because you get Dak an F, considering the games he playing with the dumb. Like, man, I, I, and I don't know why. But I, you know what? It, I'm telling you what it is, man. It's the, Dak at Mississippi State and the connections of dealing with his mom at the time of making transitions and that loss of a mom. I think that's where. I am that connection because I was gonna say how why do I don't know why I'm connected to Dak I don't even know why and this this whole question about Ceedee Lamb was not trying to defend Dak I, this was really separate this was more about like why aren't there more verbal criticism for CD in in a, a bad a sit down when you're not supposed to sit down you cost the team an interception or you drop the pass like why isn't there more you know. Like, why isn't Dallas fans being Dallas fans how they were for most of the receivers, especially the guys that were the 88? Because Cowboy Nation doesn't think that CD's the problem. If Dak is the problem, it can't be CD. Mm-hmm. If if Tony wasn't the problem, then it had to be Dez. 
All right, so we've got some uh, Twitter reaction coming in. So we've got uh, Ed Mendoza checking in. He said, Red Zone INT was not on DAC. It was actually on Schultz. Second INT was on CD, 90% DAC, 10, 90% CD, and 10%. Green Bay also had a great defensive team on the play. So there's somebody that's kind of coming down to defense of DAC. I still say the Red Zone. I can't. I mean, I like DAC. I'll stick up. But to me, he's got a – I mean, we talked about it Monday. Look at Josh Allen. He's killing. But Josh Allen, honestly, and I, and, you know, I had him as my MVP. Josh Allen ain't had a tour. You're starting to hear two, and don't think I ain't forgot about you tour haters that's been in my DMs for the last three, four years. Hey, you know, Alabama, oh dear, yeah. <laughs> tour might win the MVP. Isn't that something? He, Josh ain't had a tour, and I can't put him ahead of Patrick Mahomes. That guy's got four INTs in the red zone in the last two or three weeks. And let me tell you something, man. They, right now, look, that AFC East is going to be must-watch TV down the stretch. Because this 0-2 record Buffalo's holding on right now after the loss of Minnesota. And let me tell you, this is a big one between the Patriots and the Jets. And, and, and they also, Buffalo still got them two guys to play still. But red zone, I'm saying that because Ed bringing up the red. Josh is killing him. I can't escape. You know, I know, respect your opinion, Ed, but I can't totally escape Dak from that percentage. It's more than 10%. But also, we've got Hunter Hitch checking in. He said, we roasted Des Bryant because he was always running his mouth, demanding the ball. Get me the ball. Get me the ball. Okay, Des, here comes the ball, and he drops it. Then he has the nerve to run back to the bench smiling and laughing. That's Hunter Hitch uh, at Hunter Hitch 1. Um. Yeah, I mean, Dez was, I mean, but but you know what I would say, Hunter, what receivers aren't? Keyshawn Johnson wrote a book and said, just give me a damn ball or whatever the hell it was. There's always the diva, right? Terrell Owen, the guy had a Sharpie in his sock on Monday night. All these guys are like, hey, give me the ball. But I do, I, I hear you, Hunter. I mean, I do see that the fact that Dez was just public enemy number one. Um... Chris Salazar, Chris Salazar is checking in at Chris Salazar. He said the route running isn't that great. Speaking of CeeDee Lamb, definitely not as good as Coop. Too many drops, and the chemistry is off with him and Dak. Not sure whose fault that would be, but both, I guess. Some interesting feedback. That's why I wanted to ask this question. And to Cooper Cup, that's a nice segue on that tweet. Let me tell you, I know we spent a lot of time today talking about the injuries and the feel of going on natural grass. I don't believe... I don't care what the video saw. I'm going to tell you Cooper Cup's injury to me, the Rams have no choice. I know fantasy owners don't want to hear this, but the Rams have no choice but to lighten his load next offseason. Pause. Because at the end of the day, Cooper is not, look at his body. He's not built to go use him the way the way Sean McVay uses Cooper Cup is on the ver. There's no different how Bill Parcells used the late the late great rest his soul Marion Barber. Ran him to the ground. Cooper's the same things, but receiver. They're going to look. This Allen Robinson thing has been a Allen Robinson needs to send flowers to Russ and Sierra because. Russ had let a lot of people off the hook with his contract in the state of where the Denver Broncos at in that offense. Allen Robinson stuff hasn't worked. Let me tell you something, man. The Rams, you know, I know he was wearing that shirt, F them picks after that Super Bowl. They got a nasty owl eight cleanup mess that they got to look like. I'm talking about like kid threw up, 
Mom thought the kid, another kid come through. Mom thought he had the diaper on him. Didn't. That's messed up. Somebody broke a, gra a jelly. And you about to get off shift and somebody go clean this up. The Rams don't have hardly any picks. They got salary cap hell that's coming home to roost to Mr. Cronky and his fake grass. How do you get better? And I'm going to tell you this. Don't be surprised. You heard it here first. Don't be surprised if Matthew Stafford retires at the end of the season. And I'm going to tell you this, the word on the street, and, and, and not only this, I think the upper management of the Rams are going to probably steer him like, hey, we got you one. We got you out of Detroit. Call us when they duck you into the ring at the four field. Thank you. They're gonna, this is a situation where, you know, Aaron Donald has talked about retirement. The great Bobby Knight and the great Calvin Casey. I've only had two people that's heard this knowledge, but the great Bobby Knight. When you start talking retirement, you're halfway out there. Aaron Donald, either if he wants to play, might have to go somewhere else. Might have to go somewhere to finish. The Rams got a hell of a mess. But that's my thoughts on Cooper. Sorry, Mike, that we ran out of time, man. Give us a call tomorrow. Sorry about that. Uh, but that is a wrap for today. Special thanks to the producers of the show, Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Irvin filling in for Bartlett. It's been the one and twos. San Antonio. Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, before you hit the snooze button, and before you roll out the rack, just ask yourself. You're grinding. Peace. See you tomorrow.